0: I'm sure you're aware of the fact that people are watching you. People are keeping track of you. People, oh, we're gonna go back here. There we go. People are watching you. People are keeping track of you. People are keeping records on you. Are you aware of that? Our school children certainly know that. You know, they keep those grades, that grade thing. They keep doing those grades and they add them up. And at certain times, they give you a report card. They're keeping track. They're keeping records on you, kids. You know that for sure. But they're not the only ones who have records being kept. You know, if you're on a job, maybe you have a an a job performance evaluation and they've kept some records on what you've done on the job and how well you have done it. And maybe your pay increase or maybe even you keeping that job will be determined on the records that have been kept about you. That's a little bit frightening, isn't it, to, to, to consider those sorts of records. Obviously, the government is keeping track of you. Uh, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we're coming up on tax reporting season again. And so you, you want to get that right because the government has some records on you and they're going to compare what you report to the records they have about what you made. And if they don't match up right, you could be in trouble. They're keeping records on you. In this digital age, there's a lot of record-keeping being done that we might not even think about. A while back, I was looking on the Internet for, I think I was looking for shock absorbers for one of my vehicles, uh, seeing what was available and how much they might cost. You know what started happening? Then when I went to another site to check my email, for instance, ads for shock absorbers started popping up on my computer. Well, how do they know that I've been looking for shock absorbers anyway? They're keeping track of me. They're watching. They're keeping records, aren't they? So there's a whole lot of that that's going on. But I want to tell you that none of that record keeping that is being done about me and about you, none of that is as important as your record that's being kept. We read just a few minutes ago about the book of life. And the record of the book of life, is the most important one of all. And we want to make that our consideration for a few minutes this morning as we study together from the Word of God. We stop here to thank you all for being here. We have a good number present today. Lots of visitors have come as well. And we're grateful for the presence of each and every one. If you're visiting with us, please accept our special welcome. And we want you to come back every time you have a chance to be here. We're always open to your questions. We'd be glad to help with Bible study. If there's things that we can do to assist you in studying God's Word, please just say a word, and we'll be glad to be of assistance. But we're just glad for everyone who's here today. What a wonderful weather day we have after a long, cold spell. We have some relief, and we're so blessed to have a a beautiful Lord's Day here in Middle Tennessee, and we're glad to be able to come together and worship God. Let's go back to that text that Henry read for us just a few minutes ago, and look at it again, because we're going to base our considerations on this text in Revelation chapter 20, beginning verse 11. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. There's what we're going to base our lesson on. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead that were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Well, there's several observations we want to make from the things that are mentioned there in that text in Revelation chapter 20. And the very first of them is a pretty obvious one, and that's simply the fact that A record is being kept. I think many people, perhaps the vast majority of people in our world, just go through life with seeming unawareness of the fact that spiritual things are being observed and records are being kept about what you do, spiritually speaking. Some people, of course, just completely ignore the whole idea that there's any accountability when it comes to how we live our lives. They just assume that everything is okay. Now, you wouldn't do that with other things in life. For instance, you don't just assume that your car is okay. You take it in for some regular maintenance. You know, you've got to get the oil changed, you, and every once in a while you have to have a tune-up. You don't just assume that it's going to go on forever without trouble. You, you pay attention to that. Things that are going on in your house, maybe you've got a leak on the roof or a plumbing pipe is dripping. You don't just ignore that. You've got to pay attention to that. But for some reason, people think that they can ignore the most important area of life, which is their soul. But records are being kept. It's not a new thing. The Lord has been doing that sort of thing, keeping records for a long time. If we went all the way back to the book of Exodus, in chapter 32, the context of this is shortly after the children of Israel had built the golden calf, remember, and they were worshiping that, there was a horrible episode in the history of Israel not long after they came out of Egyptian bondage and so Moses sort of pleads to God on their behalf in that case Moses returned this is Exodus 32 beginning verse 31 Moses returned unto the Lord and said oh this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold yet now if thou wilt forgive their sin and if not blot me I pray out of thy book which thou hast written notice Moses understood there was a book that had been written in regards to what the people had done and their accountability before God. And so this idea that God is watching, observing, and taking record of what we do is not new. This is something God has always done. In Daniel chapter 12 at verse 1, the prophet Daniel was looking far ahead in history Probably here we think he was writing about events that would lead up to the destruction of Jerusalem in seventy AD. But notice in Daniel chapter twelve verse one, at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the people for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found, notice written in the book. And so There was a horrible time, and we know that the events leading up to the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD were a horrible time, but some would be spared that judgment that God was going to send. Who would be spared? Those who were written in the book, right? And so Daniel was aware that there were such records being kept. And then in Malachi, uh, we read about a time of tremendous spiritual apathy on the part of God's people. And and they really weren't carrying much at all for doing God's will. But there were still a faithful few. And Malachi said, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. Words, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Again, record-keeping. And so we just emphasize the fact that there are Such records being kept on each one of us, and we should be aware of that. Uh, uh, And so, as we hurry through life with all the things that occupy our time and our attention, never forget that such a record is being kept. Now, as a follow-up to that, we would point out that there are eternal consequences associated with this business of God's record keeping and the book of life. If there weren't eternal consequences, we might ask, why keep the record at all? If it doesn't mean anything, and if it's not going to affect anything, why would we even be concerned that there was such a record? There are obvious eternal implications to the fact that the Lord is keeping a book of life, and eternal things depend upon that. Every record that's made of you, we mentioned school or work or government, all of those records, all that record keeping has a purpose, right? This record-keeping has a purpose as well. Go back to our text in Revelation chapter 20. Notice the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. And so judgment is going to be based here. There's there's eternal judgment coming in. If you're in the book of life, okay, but notice it says, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And so th- there's an eternal consequence here. You better have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Your record ought to be such that you are counted faithful there, because if not, there's a great price to pay. In the next chapter of Revelation at chapter 21, verse 10, notice he carried me away into the spirit, uh, he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, showed me that great city, holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. No, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So again, we simply point out there are obvious real, eternal consequences that associate to this record-keeping that God is doing. And we simply point out that it is the Lord Himself who keeps the books. So uh, if we back up for just a minute, there are eternal consequences to this. You know that. You're aware of that. You would agree with that and with the importance of that record. Are you living with with respect to that knowledge that records are being kept? They have eternal consequence. Are you living your life in such a way to demonstrate you you accept that reality? That's the question we've all got to deal with. And know that it is the Lord Himself who is keeping the books. Talked earlier about. Tax reporting season. The government's got some information on you. They're keeping track of you. You better file your taxes accurately and honestly because we know the IRS is pretty aggressive in coming against those who cheat on their taxes. So, yeah, you better be right with the government. The government's keeping track on you. I want to tell you something about the government keeping track on you. It's not President Trump who's aware of that. The government's keeping track of you, but I going to tell you something. President Trump doesn't know anything about you. He is completely unaware about the details of your income or your life or anything else that's going on with you specifically, right? So that while the government is watching, the head guy in the government isn't directly involved in that record-keeping. But in our case, it is the Lord himself who is keeping the record. That's pretty amazing if you stop and think about it. Back with me to Exodus 31. We read this a minute ago. Moses was interceding for the people after they had built the golden calf. And he said, please forgive the people, but if not, just go ahead and blot me out of the book which you have written. In the very next verse, I think God rebukes Moses pretty strongly. He says, the Lord said to Moses, whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Therefore now go, lead the people to the place which I have spoken unto thee. Notice, I'm going to do this. This is my business, Moses. I'll take this is my business. You go take care of your business. Your business is to lead the children of Israel to the place that I told you about. You do you do your business. I'll take care of my business. That's the way I would paraphrase what God said uh to Moses here. Well you think about that, uh that's pretty stunning, isn't it? The Lord said to Moses, You just do what you've got to do. I'm taking care of this record keeping. Um, he still does, right? It is the Lord Himself who's keeping the record. In Revelation chapter 3, in a a statement to one of the seven churches of Asia, the Lord promises, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And notice, I will not blot out His name out of the book of life. Uh, So again, it's Him personally who's doing that. The Lord is the bookkeeper. I want you to consider that for a minute. It is the Lord who is the bookkeeper. He's the one who's watching. He's the one who's keeping track of the record. Add to that what we also know about him. What we know in verses like Proverbs 15, verse 3 is that the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. He's the record keeper and he's not missing anything. Nothing is escaping his view. Nothing happens that he's not aware of. The book, therefore, that's being kept is a perfect accounting of your life there's no error in it there's there you won't be able to say oh wait a minute that 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 entry there is not correct i i am a faithful person in the lamb's book no there's not going to be any accuracy. because the lord himself is keeping track and and he sees it all and he sees it perfectly now since that's the case since the book is accurate uh, and I think you agree, right? You understand that. There's no inaccuracy in the book. We would ask you again, are you living in such a way that you are comfortable with what's written in the book, in, in the book of life and the other books that will be opened in the judgment? Are you comfortable with what's written there? Are you, are you confident in your standing in the Lamb's book of life? What about that? We would also point out that obviously not everyone is in the book. Not everybody in the Lamb's Book of Life, that's for sure. When surveys are taken, I know you're familiar with surveys that are taken. It's always stunning to me that almost everybody thinks they're going to heaven. Almost everybody thinks it's okay with them spiritually, that they're safe. Uh, Usually the surveys will indicate that well over 90% of people who are polled think that they're okay with God and that they'll go to heaven when they die. Uh, Cindy and I... Uh, know a person who believes this about herself. Cindy's known her almost all her life. I've known her for nearly 50 years. In the almost 50 years that I've known her, she has never attended church services at all, ever. She's not a member of the Lord's church, but of the church that she is a member, to my knowledge, and I'm pretty sure this is accurate, she hadn't been to church one time in 50 years. But when you talk to her about it, she's not concerned She thinks everything's okay. She thinks she's safe. That's what people think. But if we're perceptive of what the Bible tells us, not everybody's safe. Not everybody's name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Notice in Philippians chapter 4, verse 3, Paul says, I entreat thee also, true yoke yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Who were these people who were in the book of life? Well, Paul identified some people who had been working, serving, faithfully doing God's work in this time. And they were the ones who had their names written in the book of life. They labored for God's kingdom. They were good people and faithful. But what would Paul have said about others who ignored or even opposed him as he went about preaching the gospel message in that first century time frame? We know the Apostle Paul had some enemies who are doing their very best to oppose him. What would he say about them? Their names are in the book of life? Not likely, right? We've got to be doing God's will and doing it faithfully. In Hebrews chapter 12, we read a passage describing the saved of God. In Hebrews 12, beginning verse 18, Ye are not come to the mount that might be touched, that burn with fire, talking about back in the time of Moses, Back when Moses was on Mount Sinai receiving the law from our, witness. you're not come to that mountain when God went up on, or when God came down and met Moses when he went up on Mount Sinai, but ye are coming to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. This is describing God's faithful people. They are the ones who are written in that Lamb's book of life. Obviously, not everyone is there. Nothing, absolutely nothing, can compare to the importance of being in that book of life when judgment comes. There are a lot of important things in life, but nothing compares to having your name written in the book of life. In Luke chapter 10, the context of this is that Jesus had sent out his disciples and he'd give them certain powers to perform miracles, to cast out demons and so forth. And they came back joyously reporting to Jesus that they'd been able to do the things that they were empowered to do miraculously. And so it says in Luke 10, verse 17, And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said to them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from the heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you, notwithstanding in this, he says, rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, but rather because your names are written in heaven. Isn't that pretty amazing? These disciples came back and said, even the demons respond when we are casting them out of people. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And Jesus seems to rejoice with them in the good that was being done. But he said basically, Even that, even the ability to do miraculous things does not compare, it's not in comparison to simply having your name written in heaven. That's way more important than even being able to work miracles. There's nothing that compares in importance. And the reason why that nothing else compares is because everything else is passing away. Everything else is passing away. This does not pass away. Have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Have your name written in heaven. Receive eternal salvation Nothing else matters. That will not pass away, but everything else will. 1 Peter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Notice, to an inheritance incorruptible that fadeth not away, it's not defiled, fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. That's why this is so important. Why that no other record being kept even come close in importance to having our name written in the book of life. But let's conclude with one final warning, and that's even though your name may have been in there or is now in there, your name can be blotted out. We looked at Revelation chapter 3, verse 5 earlier, "...he that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life." That's a comfort to the faithful, When the Lord says, I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, that's a good thing, right, for the faithful. But what is implied? The implication is that if you're not faithful and if you do not endure, your name can be blotted out. The unfaithful will be blotted out of the book of life. And so for all, the the important urging here is remain faithful. Continue doing his will. Maintain your place in the book of life as we all are racing toward judgment. What's your situation this morning? Is your name written in the book of life? If it's not, we would urge you to correct that matter. If you understand God's truth, if you know what has been expected for us to have salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ, hearing the truth, believing it, repenting of sins, confessing faith in Jesus Being baptized for the remission of sins, if you understand that, we would urge you to make a decision to obey that without delay. Get your name in that book of life. If you're a Christian already, but you understand that your life has not been right, you haven't been living faithfully, that very likely the Lord has blotted you out of the book of life at this time because you have not been living as a faithful Christian, if that's the case, we beg you to come back in repentance, confession, and prayer. If we can help, let us know while we stand and sing this song.